Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. Hallelujah. Amen. We do have the victory in Jesus, don't we? <laughs> God is such an awesome God. The way he's planned out our lives, <clears throat> the way he's designed things to work for us, all fitting into a plan that he made years ago, amen, amen. before we were ever born. So if you will please join hands all across the aisles, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just give you praise, we give you honor, we thank you, Father, for the power of your word to come to pass in our lives. We thank you, Father God, for the presence of the Holy Spirit, not only on the inside of us, but bubbling up on the outside of us, helping us to see those things that uh, we would not normally see, helping us to comprehend those things that we would not normally comprehend, helping us to hear from heaven, hear the voice of the Lord speaking to us clearly and distinctively. I thank you, Lord God, for bringing us true understanding of the cross and, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Help us, Father God, to feed on that, that it may nourish us and give us strength and give us encouragement in everything that we do. We thank you, Lord God, that we do live in the finished works of Jesus Christ. Help us to understand and comprehend what that means, Father God, so that we won't look back so that we will always be pressing forward and pressing forth the mark of a high calling in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that we are seated in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord God, that we are in him and he is in us. We're connected to the vine. And I thank you, Lord God, because we're connected to the vine, then we'll always be able to draw from that strength and from that energy that pulsates and, and comes from Jesus Christ himself. I thank you, Lord God, that we are God's children. We are called by your name. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that um, we are seated in heavenly places. Oh. oh, we just give you praise and we give you honor, Father. Help us to see from your perspective and not our own. Oh, God, we just thank you that every day it is more of you and it's less of us. Oh, Father, we thank you that we are hidden in you. Thank you for that place of safety. Thank you for that place of security and stability, Father. Thank you, Lord God, for watching over your word to perform it. We thank you, Lord God, that you're not a man that you should lie, but that you will absolutely do everything that you said in your word. You are God of promise, and you keep your promises. There is no shadow of turning in you. I thank you, Lord God, that your word says you will not alter the thing that's come out of your mouth. Thank you, Lord God, that you will not hold back from us, Father, but I thank you, Lord God, that you have created a place for us so we can receive everything that you have promised in your word. So, Father, we just become receivers today. We become receivers of everything, every opportunity. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're such a good, good God. And I thank you, Lord God, that we walk in victory as a result of us trusting in Jesus. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. 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 Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Ooh, mm -mm -mm. Amen. We hug each other and take a seat. Amen. Oh, I thank God for this awesome opportunity this morning. Uh, I'm just so, so excited about uh, our future as believers. I'm so excited about our futures as the believers. Not to discount today because today is a, a wonderful and awesome day if you're in the kingdom of God. But with us reflecting on all the things that, and when we say all the things that God has done, actually, the one thing that God did by sending his son is the things that cause everything else to come in perspective. Uh, what Jesus did at the cross, man, changed our lives forever for those who receive him. 
what Jesus uh, sacrificed, man, it, it gave us the opportunity to have answers for all questions. Give us answers for everything that we need in life. And we have to understand that the gospel of grace is the answer for everything in our lives. Jesus is the answer. Uh, as I often do, I, I wrote down Jesus is the answer. And then, of course, in my mind, I'm singing for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Many of you know that song, but yes. And to just today to come to you and say to you that grace is not a movement it's not a subject that you study. It's all about a person, and that person is Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. He purchased our liberty and our freedom. And, and you know, we do sing about being free to run, free to dance, but in actuality, when he talks about our freedom, God is talking about our freedom from darkness. God purchased our freedom from darkness. Jesus, through his death, purchased his, uh, our freedom, uh, and it was a way of God expressing his love towards us. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't want us to uh, miss out on all the goodness that he has and all the love that he has. And so, again, he, Jesus voluntarily said, I'll, I'll go and pay the penalty for mankind so that all could be saved, so everybody can come to know God. Isn't that awesome? that everybody born in this world has an opportunity to know God and to experience his goodness and to experience his favor. Um, although everybody was guilty, we all know that. All men were born in sin, the Bible says, and shaped in iniquity, so we all were guilty uh, of transgression. And according to the word of God, we all deserve death. But it's like this. It's like going to court and you know you're guilty. And although the judge may know you, the judge may love you, he still cannot dismiss your guilt. So he declares that you are guilty, but then he takes off his robe, comes down and stands in your place and take the penalty for you. That's how good God is. And the fact that he loved us so much that he made a way where he could show us his goodness instead of showing us his wrath. And in that, in that expression of love, he bought our victory in absolutely every, every area of our lives. He purchased our victory. And when he talks about being free, he's talking about being free from the penalties of sin. He's talking about being free from having to pay for the, the sins and the transgressions that man had done. When he talks about being free, he's talking about that we're, we're no longer under the oppression of sin and all the repercussions of sin because sin um, is very destructive. Sin is very destructive. We all, we all know that, that it is. And... Um, But God in his love, God in his love made a decision long before we were born to set out a plan again so that he could just show us his goodness. Amen. So he could lavish his love upon us. Yes. So he could say, you know what? You're my child and I love you. And everything that I do for you, I'm going to do it out of my heart of love for you. Amen. Out of my big heart. Out of my intense love towards you. Amen. You know, God hates sin. He hates sin because he hates what it does to us. He hates. And so, I, you know, when we, when we and I think it was week before last, I, was, I taught about grace and uh, our forgiveness and how it brought us into righteousness if we receive what Jesus Christ has done for us. And that's very, very true. That's very, very true. God wanted to do something about the barrier that separated man from him. And so through Jesus, he ushered in a new covenant that we could live under for all those who would accept it. Um, 
to a place where we no longer were working and striving to get in God's good graces, but that we would already be there just by faith in what Jesus Christ has done, by, by just um, receiving what he's done. And you know, God didn't want to make this hard for us. He really didn't. He didn't want us striving and trying to be good because he already knew that we would fail at always being good, that there was no way that we could actually keep the law perfectly. So he devised, and I'm just talking to you how, about how strategic God was, how intentional God is concerning us, how it, we're not just, just, just a bunch of people just wandering around on this earth, but God picked us, chose us, called us because he, 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 he wanted to express who God is, what God is all about. He never wants us to be, be a people that walk in defeat. He always wants us to be a, a, in a place of victory. Amen? Always wants us in a place of victory. So I thank God that he took away the burden of me trying to do it on my own. I, I thank God that, that, that I found in the scriptures, in, um, it's in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6, where he said the work that he began in us, that he continued to the day of Jesus Christ. I was so excited to find that after I gave my life to the Lord and was trying to do everything that was right trying to live up to what I thought was a standard that God would accept and then bless me. I don't know if any of you were ever in that place, but, but, but failing time after time after time, and it, it, it doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't help you to be, uh, it doesn't help you to be bold before God when you always think that you're in a place where you are falling and that you're failing and that you can't ever get it right all the time. Let me put it that way. So I thank God in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. He says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. For it is by grace, he says, that we have been saved. He said, it's a gift from me. It's a gift from me. Understanding this, I just want to give you some, just break down a little bit more concerning grace. Understanding this, that... Um, we're, we didn't become sinners because we sinned. We were already sinners. That's why we sinned. Amen. See, that's a big difference. Yes. Some people think it's my behavior that caused me to be a sinner. No, you were a sinner because you were born in this earth. Amen. And therefore, you sinned because you were a sinner. But then God said, I'm going to give you a new nature. He said, I'm going to give you a new nature. <laughs> I'm going to free you up from that bondage that you were born into. And that's why he sent Jesus. In the book of Romans chapter 5 and verse 17, he says, For, it, for if by, the, by one man, he's talking about us being born in sin. He says, For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. He said we were going to reign. Isn't that something? God said that you were born in sin. You were subject to the things of this earth. You were subject to uh, evil. You were subject to sin. He said that's where you, he says you were subject to these things. He says, but I'm going to make a way so you can reign in life. You can reign in life. You can have victory in absolutely every area of your life. Isn't that good news? Yes. Instead of us fighting to get the victory, he says, I'm going to put you in a position where you will reign, where you will reign in life. Oh, God is so, so very good. He says in verse 18, therefore, 
as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, speaking about Adam, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. He said, by Adam, all of us were born in sin. All of us deserved death. All of us did not need, wasn't, wasn't able to get a helping hand from God. All of us didn't have the right to approach the throne of God and talk to him as our father and have him to assist us and help us and aid us in everything that we do. He said, we weren't at that point because of that one man. He says, but isn't it, isn't it right that one man can put you back where you belong in Christ Jesus. One man, Jesus Christ, could put you in a place of victory, not oppression. Glory to God. Not poverty. Glory to God. Not depression. Not at a place of feeling guilty. He said one man, Jesus Christ, came to do all of that for us. He freed us. Praise God. He freed us from sin, gave us power to reign, and that power lives on the inside of us every day. Yes. Glory to God, causing us to walk in victory. Yes. Causing us to walk in victory. You know, God is such a, oh, he's such a mighty God. You know, there is nobody like him. No. You can't compare God to anybody or anything, there ain't nobody like God. There ain't nobody in this whole entire world that cares about us more than God. Nobody. They can have good intentions, but not able to carry them out. God is not a God who makes promises that he is not able nor willing to carry them out. He's able and he's willing to, and he wants to carry those all out. Do you know the position we are in as a result of us receiving Jesus Christ as Lord of our lives? Listen, let me tell you, that's what causes us to be the head and not the tail. That's what causes us to be above and not beneath. That's what causes us to get promotion when other people are not getting promotions. That's what causes the favor of God to surround us like a shield. That's what causes health and healing to be ours and that we can claim it and we can say that we have the right to be healed. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. It's because of the victory that Jesus Christ has won for us. Hallelujah. It's because of that one act which was an awesome act of God. Let me tell you something. It actually gave you the power over sin. Yes. Yes. That one act gave you the power, power. over sin. Amen. Hallelujah. I know some people are like, you know what? I just can't help it. You probably can't on your own. You probably can't break a habit you got on your own. You can't do it. You can try. But you can't do it. But through the power that God put on the inside of you, do you know you have the power over sin? Do you? I, I, know, I know people think, no, I don't. Yes, you do. As long as you recognize who he is, you got the power over it. It don't have the power to rule you. Tell you what to do. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> the power of God lives on the inside of us. Do you know that the gospel of grace was intended to change some things? To change our lives? That was the whole intention. It was, it was supposed to change people. Change us from being under the grips of the enemy. Under the grips of the devil. Did you not know that? He said, I called you to reign in life. That you can reign over situations and circumstances that are not according to the word of God. He said, you can reign over those things. Glory to God. You have the victory. 
we walk around with, with listen, when God sees us, he see a big old V over our head. It says victory, victorious. That's how he sees us. We just got to see ourselves the same way, that we have victory, that he gives us power over all the power of the enemy. He says that nothing by any means should hurt you. Hallelujah. What slows us down in our victory lap is not knowing the position that you're in. Because we're talking about running the victory lap. We're talking about the fact that uh, Jesus has done it all. And listen, this is, this is so great because it's our faith in, in Jesus Christ that causes these things to happen. Um, kind of jumping around here, but in the scripture, you know, we talk about that it's impossible to please God. That's in Hebrews chapter 11. It's impossible to please God without faith. Well, we first got saved because of faith. We believed in what Jesus Christ did, not we earned our salvation, but we believed in what he said, right? So that's the beginning of our faith. He says, so it's impossible to please God without faith. And then he tells us in the book of Romans chapter 10, he says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing your King James Version said the word of God. But in actuality, when you translate that and look it all up, actually is believe in what Jesus did. If you believe in what Jesus did, then you walk in victory because he's already gained the victory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen. Our Old Testament patriarchs walked in faith. When you go and you look in the book of Hebrews and you read about uh, uh, um, Abraham, you read about Rahab, you read about Enoch, you read about all those people that walked in faith. They walked in faith trusting in what was going to happen. We walk in faith trusting in what has already happened. We trust in what has already been finished. They were trusting in what was going to be finished. We are in a better place because it's already been done. They had to believe in something that had not happened. We believe in something that's already happened. That Jesus has already won the victory. That Jesus is already on our side. That Jesus has already given us victory over. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to read something that's probably shocking to you. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 14, we can read this out of the New King James Version. It says, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Isn't that amazing? When we're under grace, he says that we have authority over sin. You know, people say, I, I can't help it. Oh, no. Under grace, you got all the power you need if you know who you are. He says, sin won't have no dominion over you. Sin is destructive. Sin causes you to walk in defeat. Sin will cause you to be depressed. Sin will cause you to, to do some things you are not to do that will cause harm to you. But he says, because of my grace, you got victory over it. If you'll just remember what I did. If you'll just remember, I paid the price. If you'll just remember that Satan don't have no power over you to make you do anything. Because guess what? You're supposed to be dead to it. I love Romans chapter 6. The whole chapter is about you being dead to something that causes you challenges, that causes you problems, that causes you to walk in defeat, that causes you to not live the life that God wants you to live. Do you know sin will sap all the life out of you? But because of the grace of God, because of the grace of God, because of that one man, he said, you can actually look sin in the face and say, you don't belong here. I don't have to submit myself to you. I don't have to do what you're telling me to do. And some of you are probably saying, but Pastor Deborah, I keep doing it. No, you just keep telling yourself who you are. You keep telling yourself 
who you are. You keep telling yourself that Jesus has won the victory for you. You keep telling yourself. You, you keep telling depression you don't have a right to be here. You keep telling doubt and fear you don't have a right to be here. Why? Not because of what I did, but because of what Jesus has done. See, you trying to face off with an enemy yourself, all by yourself. God didn't tell you to face off an enemy by yourself. He said, face off the enemy with me. Hallelujah. You know, in studying grace in the person of Jesus, people, it, it's so crazy how Satan is twists things to the point where you can't walk in the victory that God wants you to walk in. Because when people start hearing grace and that we are forgiven for our sins, past, present, and future, they said the same thing that the people in the book of Romans said, shall we sin more that grace may abound? Do you know how twisted Satan made that? It's like, yeah, go ahead and steal. Go ahead, because you're forgiven. But then you know, go ahead. It's, it's okay if you do stuff you ought not to do because you're forgiven. Because then you, what you do is you put yourself back under the bondage that he took you from. And then you find yourself, you know, God still loves you. But you just put yourself back under the yoke of this enemy. And it's destructive. And then we're saying, I want to walk in the victory of Jesus. Then you say, but it's okay. Because I'm. I'm forgiven past, present, and future, so if I do this, it's okay. Do you know, not know that it says that the wages of sin is death? That every time you sin, something dies? If nothing else, you're trusting God. If nothing else, it's wearing at the fibers of your being, walking in the victory that God has already won for you. So how, how, how shrewd the enemy is to tell people, okay, 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 so you all all happy now because you, you're forgiven of your sins, past, present, and future. So I can't get you working through the law to make you try to earn something from God because now he's telling you it's free. So what I'll have you to do, you got this free stuff over here, but I'll keep you in bondage over here. I'll, I'll tie your life down so that the victory that Jesus bought for you, won for you, you'll never walk in it. You'll never get there because I'll keep you depressed. I'll keep you on drugs. I'll keep you walking in anxiety. I'll keep, I'll keep you even though you're born again and got the power of the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you, you still can't experience the victory that Jesus bought for you because he's tricked you into believing that sin don't matter. It matters. It matters. And it matters because it harms the victory that you're supposed to be walking in. I don't know if you all are grasping what I'm saying. I'm saying that, listen, God knew we'd mess up. So he put grace in place. He said, I know you're going to mess up and you cannot keep the law perfectly. He said, but, he said, but you know, I've forgiven you past, present, and future sins. He said, I've forgiven you for those things so you can come boldly before me so you can get the help you need, the power you need to stop all that. He said, but he, said, I, I, he said, listen, I still love you. God, does. listen, nobody is perfect. Absolutely nobody is perfect. He made that very clear. No one is perfect. You will not do things perfectly in your life. And that's why I made the provision for you. He said, but then you don't, you don't, you don't come here for your victory and then decide, I'm going to live like this. You, it don't, don't work that way. However, God is saying that 
because of Jesus Christ, you don't have to suffer what sin produces. You don't have to suffer it. As y'all say, Pastor Deborah, you go ahead and give me some scriptures. Let's get some scriptures. <laughs> Titus. Titus chapter 2. Because I know last week we were yelling and rah-rah. Yay, Jesus. Day for Jesus coming. I'm forgiven of my sins, past, present, and future. God, God, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, he came. And because he came and I trusted in him, I don't, no longer have to work. It's not my behavior that put me in good standing with God. And that's still very true. It is not our behavior that causes us to have good standing with God. It's because we trust what Jesus did that causes us to have good standing with God. But the choices we make sometimes cause us not to be able to walk in what we've already got and what we've already earned. God doesn't want that happening in our lives. He does not want us to be in bondage to the enemy not one day in our lives. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. It says here, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, speaking about Jesus, teaching us. Did y'all hear that? The grace of God teach us something. He teach us. He shows us how to have victory over the enemy. He said, it teaches us. That denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from, the ever, from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works." Zealous for good work. He said, us being saved by grace, grace, Jesus Christ is going to teach us how do we don't have to live under the bondage and yoke of sin. How we don't have to live under oppression. Teach us how we don't have to live under depression. Teach us how we don't have to live <sighs> Shall I say a raggedy life? <laughs> you all understand? It, I mean, we're born again. The power of God lives on the inside of us. He's saying that I want you to walk in, every, walk in victory in every area of your life. But then we're poor. We depress. We stress. People on drugs. People are not healed. People, you, you understand what I'm saying? There's something not right. It don't come together, does it? I got the victory, the sweet, sweet victory. Got the victory in Jesus. Just died on the first day and he rode. Every day, victory. I got the victory. I got the sweet, sweet victory in Jesus. You know, we, we just, we, we, we sing and I got the victory, I got the victory, and you over here, really, you say, I'm depressed, I'm so depressed, so depressed, I'm so fearful, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do, my children are running me crazy, yes, yes, I got, got a husband, he's so crazy, I don't know what I'm going to do, my children running wild and they all on drugs, I don't know what I'm going to do, and you come to church. I got victory, the sweet seat victory. <laughs> and Satan say, yes, yes, you're saved by grace. Tell everybody you're saved by grace, but you don't have no power over me. I still got you depressed. I still got you sinning. I still got you lying. I still got you stealing. I still got you. Go ahead and sing, choir. Not really. <laughs> but you all understand what I'm saying but he's saying no through grace I'm going to give you the power 
over something that has oppressed you, kept you down, held you back, kept you from moving forward, kept you from experiencing the life that I'm telling you you're supposed to live. You're singing about it, but now I want you to be about it. See, Satan don't want you to think you got power over something. He wants you to just sing about, I'm going to get to heaven. I'm yes, yes, we want you to get to heaven. We thank God that you've been given of the giving of your sins, past, present, and future. But then say, still oppressing you when you got the power on the inside of you to walk in victory, trample over serpents, how many of you ready to walk in the victory that he is talking about? Hallelujah. You, you tired of Satan making you look two-faced? Amen. I agree with you. Amen. He's telling me that, that, that he wants me to have more than enough, and I'm living from paycheck to paycheck. Something don't look right. He's telling me that I shall have peace and surpasses all understanding, and I'm worried about everything, the cat, the dog, the goldfish, and everything around it. I'm worried about everything. Something ain't right about that. Hallelujah. And it's time for us to walk in the victory that grace is supposed to produce for us. He said grace is going to teach us some things. Somebody need to say, teach me, Jesus, because I'm tired. A living two-faced up in here. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Grace came to teach us some stuff. He came to teach us that we got victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, amen. I feel victory already just because you know. Because you know I don't have to take it no more. I don't have to take it no more. I don't have to live, I don't have to live under these lies. Jesus said that he came. He said grace and truth came from him. The truth is that we are children of the Most High God. The truth is that the Holy Ghost lived on, live on the inside of us. The very power that raised Jesus from the dead, the very power that was hovering over the earth, waiting for God to say, let there be, and then that power made it happen. That lives on the inside of us. Glory to God. Truth of the matter is that we can trample over serpents. Truth of the matter is that we have a power over all the power of the enemy. That's the truth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And we're not subject to the enemy. Because we've been, finish it with me, bought with a... I'm not even my own. Why am I trying to live on my own? I'm not even my own. Hallelujah. <laughs> what did Paul say? He said, I'm forgetting that stuff that's behind me, and I'm pressing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You need to tell yourself every day who you are. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> I love it. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians 3.20, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could, depend on what translation, think, ask, or imagine. How did he say we're going to do it? Y'all remember? Through what? Through what? The According to the power. The power that's on the inside of us. The ability that God has put on the inside of us. We don't have to be slaves. We don't have to be slaves. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. You know, we, we sing the scriptures. We sing it. Now we got to live it. I'm no longer a slave to fear. 
I am a child of God. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of what? We should be going crazy. Power, love, and a sound mind. Power just bubbling up on the inside of us, ready to move, to defeat, not even defeat, but walk in the victory that Jesus Christ had won for us. So why in the world would we subject ourselves to the very thing that came to defeat us? Why would we say, it's okay what I do? It don't matter what I do. Satan said, that's right, it don't matter. You can do it. It's all right. Knock yourself out. Because remember, you've been forgiven past, present, and future. It don't matter. Oh, y'all ain't telling me that ain't crossed your mind sometimes when you want to do something that you knew you weren't supposed to do because God had already written on your heart like he said he was going to do what you ought to do so you knew that it was a wrong to do, but then you just reached back to grace and said, oh, let me see, I probably can do it because... I'm on the grace, and Satan said, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You can do it. It's all right. Oh, I know everybody's been there. You don't have to look at me like you're crazy. I know everybody's been there. You've been there. You, you, you. Let's see, do, do I, I, maybe I, well, maybe not. Well, I, let me see. Let me weigh this out. And Satan's right there going, it's okay. It's okay. Remember, you are in the grace. Look, look. I mean, he did it with Jesus. When he, when he there tempting Jesus, didn't the Bible say Jesus? What are you talking about? Jesus wrote the Bible. You, Satan, it, you know when Jesus was tempted? Satan in there quoting scriptures to him. Do You don't think he ain't going to be perverting and twisting scriptures so you can do something you all not to do? I mean, Jesus had the power to do everything that he said do. But he said, no, I'm not going to do what you say do. You're perverting the scriptures. Come on, Jesus, just jump off of this. Come on, Jesus, turn those bricks into stone. It'll be okay. He says, I'm not doing what you say do, because then I'll be under your power. Then I'll be under your yoke. I'm just telling you, there's a power working on the inside of all of us that will keep us doing what we ought to do. And I'm just saying that if you mess up, God says, I still love you. It is great. But we don't, we don't say grace came so I can sin. Grace came so I can be forgiven of sin, but not so I can. Then again. You know, the Bible says that you're free to do whatever you want to. He said, but it may not be good for you. But guess what? I still love you. I'm still for you. You know, you can go rob a bank and still go to heaven and jail. (laughs) Both of them. I'm just saying. Will God forgive you for that? Absolutely. But you're still going to live out your sentence. Where? In jail. I'm just, I'm just telling you how twisted and it, it weakens us. And I'm just saying that there's, there's a power living on the inside of us that will help us overcome those things. And we, we should want to not live under... We should not want to... Li- Oh, God, every time I think about it, every, <laughs> every time I think about the fact that uh, Satan tries to twist things and get us to do things that put us in bondage to him. I belong to God, but I'm in bondage to Satan? Oh, That's why he talks about, in Corinthians, about being tempted and tested. He says, because there is the way of escape. 
There is the way of escape. Everything that is that, that we get involved in that's not good for us, there is the way of escape. There is a way to get out of it. There is a way for us not to live under the bondage, being free people. That's like, that's like being in jail. Someone comes and unlocks the door, opens it up, and you keep standing in there. You have the power and the ability in you to walk out, but you stay there. And Jesus is saying, I came to give you the strength necessary not to live under bondage. And if you'll just remember what I did, that's why faith cometh by hearing. But what is it? And it comes by the hearing about what Jesus Christ has done. Hearing what Jesus Christ, hearing that he said that, that I defeated principalities' powers. He said that, you know, I have already defeated the enemy for you. He says, I've already, already done it. You just got to tell the enemy that he is defeated. You got to tell the enemy that he don't have any rights to you. You got to, if, if you find yourself in a place where you habitually doing something, then you need to start reminding yourself and the devil who you are. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I'm the righteousness of God. I, I have right standing with God. God has placed on the side of me the ability to overcome you. Even if, if, even if at the same time you're still in it, you keep telling yourself who you are and what Jesus Christ has done for you and that you have the ability to walk out of this. And I'm telling you, one day it's going to click in your mind and you'll look at it and say, done with it. Amen. I'm done with it. Amen. See, I know y'all just, oh, Pastor Deborah, you just said it. So, no, no, I'm not just saying that stuff because I have to do it. I have to do it. Every Christian has to do it. Have to reject something that may look good but ain't good for us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But God is such a good God. He is such an awesome father that he said, you know what? I don't leave you to yourselves. I'm going to come live on the inside of you and I'm going to be talking in your ear. How many of you as believers know when you cross the line? Yeah, we know when we cross, we, we know when we cross the line. God know when we cross the line and the devil know when we cross the line. But you know what? It's so easy to step back over and keep declaring who you are. I'm, t <laughs> I'm telling you, if you keep talking about who you are, Eventually, you'll find yourself doing who you say you are. I don't have to submit to this. I don't have to succumb to this. When it, when it comes to fear, I don't, I don't, I'm not subject to you. You may be shaking. You may be afraid, but I'm telling you, God is good. God is good. He, 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 will not, uh, he won't let you fail. He won't let you fall. He will not do it. He won't do it. God wants the best for us. And he, don't, he, does, he, doesn't want, he doesn't want Satan to have any inroads into anything that we're doing. Yes, I'm happy that I'm going to heaven. I'm happy that that's my destination. But I want to live a victorious life right here. I want to see all the blessings of God that he has promised me in my life. I don't want to allow Satan to have a foothold in anything that I'm doing. I don't. Not for one moment. I don't. Because I want to experience. I'm telling you. And I love the experience of victory. Hallelujah. 
I love, I, 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 it, it's so awesome when something confronts you and fear shows up. And you keep telling yourself that God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Nervousness in your stomach, queasiness in your voice. Not too sure about what you're going to do, but you keep saying that God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. That Jesus Christ, he bought, he, he paid for, my, for me to have victory. He paid for me to have peace that surpasses all understanding. And then even though the situation hadn't changed, not one little bit that you can see with your physical eyes, you have a peace and a joy and a settledness in you. And you almost can laugh at what's happening. Because it's like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm victorious. I don't care. I am victorious. I win. There may be even some course adjustments, some trajectory changes. As I was teaching the, to the ladies, God has, a, God has a, 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 a plan of victory in our lives. And God gave me the example of a, uh, you told me not to call it that. What is it called? The rocket dump. A space shuttle. He gave me an example of a space shuttle. And he's talked about how everything is in the space shuttle, shuttle to get it to its destiny. But there's sometimes they have to change the trajectory because it gets off just a little bit. And some adjustments have to be made to get it back on course. And that's how God is with our lives. We may get off just a little bit, but he'll change some things to cause us to get back on our course. And then there's a time, because of course I love Apollo 13, the movie. There's a time during the course of, uh, of, the, of the flight pattern that there's no communication. They can't hear. Nobody can communicate with one another. You have to trust the people on the ground that started all of this and put the plans together that everything is going okay. There's some times in our lives where it seems like maybe God is silent concerning what we're doing. But he's just like those people on earth while the shuttle is cruising. They're watching everything, every dial, making sure that everything is the way it's supposed to be. That when that silent moment comes out, they'll either tell you to change something do something, but you're going to end up in the destination that you're supposed to be because God is guiding everything or they're guiding your path and your pattern. And that's the way God and the Holy Spirit is, is guiding. He's guiding us so we'll have a good destination. So we'll get to the end results of what he has designed for us in our lives. So yes, sometimes we do mess up, but he just, if, if you'll just hear what he has to say, Make the change that he tells you to make. You'll get to where you need to be. And that's how good God is. That's how good Jesus is. And let me tell you something. That's how strategic he is. He's watching over every one of our lives right now. Hallelujah. Everybody, right now, we're in a flight pattern to a destination. That guess what? We're going to reach it. And if any adjustments need to be made, then he'll tell us how to make them because the grace of God teaches us. He'll instruct us. That's why we don't look at other people's patterns and start judging and telling them, you know, you ought not to, you know. No, God says, I'm all the while at work in you. I'm all the while working things out in you. And I'll talk to you when I need to talk to you. When I say back up from that, just back up front. But just in case you don't, he said, we'll just make another tweak in the path to get you where you're supposed to be. Hallelujah. Ain't God good that way? Oh, he is such an awesome God. And he loves us so much. And he is dedicated to us. He's dedicated to us. <laughs> this sounds funny. But all God has to do all day long is watch us. 
Y'all do know that, right? All day long, all, all day long, he watching all of us. All day long, listening and watching, listening and watching. That's all he's doing all day long, trying to get us to the right destination. Hallelujah. Isn't that good stuff? He put us on a path when we decided to get born again. We took off. That's why I don't like to tell people that God uh, has a plan for your life. When you get born again, I think you step right into it. That was your first step. Salvation, right in the plan of God. And God is not mismanaging any of our lives. He's watching, making course adjustments, changing trajectories, and saying, okay, you're on course. Oh, you're getting off a little bit. We may need to make another change right here. Hallelujah. God is such a, hmm, such a good God. So we live by the faith of Jesus Christ. God's not trying to make this life hard for us. He's not. And he's not trying to get us to work ourselves into something. That's not, that's not what God is all about. But God wants us to enter into this place of rest. Hallelujah. <laughs> Interestingly enough, we're talking about in our victory lap, we're talking about uh, what the Bible talks about in him wanting to multiply our gifts of righteousness. Because God loves us. He wants us to share his love with other people and how he wants to, to be there and how he wants to show his love and how they don't have to work for it and how he will accept them. And we, we say, it's, we tell people, come as you are. Jesus, God actually did ask everybody to come as they are. Because he said this is a free gift. So everybody has can come as you don't have to work for it. You don't have to work for it. He said, but I want to accept you into my family because I because I actually love you and I have this really wonderful plan for your life. And I want to see you, I want to see you through to the very end of it. But again, I just came to tell you today that you've got power that you probably didn't realize you have. He said, you got power over all the power of the enemy. You got power. You got ability. You got strength. You got might. You got favor. Glory to God. You got the love of God right there with you. Jesus loves us so much. And he says, I... I I'm doing these things, and I need for you to spread the word. I need for you to spread the word. I need for you to spread the word. I need for you to tell everybody I'm a good God. I need for you to tell everybody that I love them. I need for you to tell everybody that I got good plans for them. I need for you to tell everybody. He said, I want you to expand your fruits of righteousness. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just give you praise. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord God, that you are such a good God. Jesus, you are Lord. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for what Holy Spirit has shared with us today, that we are victorious people over absolutely every area of our lives. We don't have to um, walk in defeat because you are for us. I thank you, Lord God, for the grace of God. I thank you, Father, for Jesus Christ. Mm. Ooh, dying so that he can make sure that we walk in a victorious life. I thank you, Lord God, for the power of Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. Thank you, Father God, for helping us to see that we're not by ourselves and we're not having to try to do things on our own. But I thank you, Father God, that Jesus Christ is with us. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us and we can actually walk in victory in every area of our lives. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that it's your strength, your might, and your power that cause us to overcome in everything that we do. 
Thank you, Father God, that we indeed are the head and we are not the tail. We are above and we are not beneath because we are riding on your coattail. Because we live in you and you live in us. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Jesus. We're connected to the vine and we draw all of our strength from you. Thank you, Lord God, that we will stop trying to do things on our own, but that we will look to you to be our guide, to be our teacher, to instruct us. Thank you, Father, for telling us that we can hear your voice. And when we think, think we can't hear your voice, I thank you, Lord God, that we will tell ourselves, I can hear the voice of God because it's only the enemy who's telling us that we cannot hear. Oh, we can hear. We can hear the voice of God talking to us, instructing us and causing us to walk in victory in the name of Jesus because we are victorious people in Christ Jesus. Oh, and we just give you the praise and the honor in the name of Jesus, amen. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.